Hello, everyone, and welcome to Spoiler Alert, a weekly talk radio show for TV and movie lovers. I'm your lady host, Sonia Stanger, or am I? And uh. I'm joined today by two people who appear to be my co-hosts, Sean Dunham and Jeremy Legui. Hi, boys, if those are your hi, real hi, names. Hi. Uh, hello. I'll just adjust yeah. these uh, nose nose glasses, nose eyebrow glasses that I'm wearing. Yeah, because it is. Yeah, I'm totally. I'm totally Jeremy. Jeremy. Yeah. Well, this week we're discussing one of the oldest film tropes in the book: mistaken identity. You know the yeah. one. Someone mistakes mm-hmm. someone for someone or something they're not. Mischief ensues, and we all learn something about ourselves and humanity in the process. So, mm-hmm. lads, I want to know. Have you ever been mistaken for someone that you weren't? Sean? Oh, well, actually often. Oh. I think that I think that I look like people. <laughs> people look like oh. me. And sometimes like every once in a while someone will send me an Instagram post or this happened once specifically. Someone sent a project that an artist was doing and they and they're like this guy is uh, taking your photos and not crediting you. And I was like, that's not me. That's the artist that you're following. <laughs> and his project was like recreating famous pieces of art. And um, yeah, he was really, he was really confounded. And it did kind of look like me, but. Yeah, that's well, what I was going to ask. Like, did, do you think it looked like you? I think in certain lights it could have been me, but mm. it was very, I was, but thank you to that man for looking out for my artistic yeah. vision. <laughs> And thank you to the And just man. like pretty often I'll be like at a show and someone will be they'll be like, Good show. Mm. And I, I'm like, I wasn't in it. That You're like different me. different white guy with glasses and a beard. Different brown haired man, sorry. Come on. Uh Sean, I will say I have seen someone who looks like you mm-hmm. on several occasions. However, like after I like whip my head around and focus and hone in. Yeah, I know like, you got I a rubber neck. Whipping around. Yeah. I, I just, Mr. Fantastic, that bad boy around. But then I get the positive or negative ID. <laughs> you know, I'm not just like, Confirm. hey, Sean, what's up? I'm just like, Whoosh. oh, that's not him. Yeah. That's usually how it goes. I'll around. make you look mm. twice. That's for sure. Sometimes three times. Sometimes thrice. Sometimes thrice. <laughs> Jared, what about you? You ever been mistaken? Uh, So I have two. Mm. Uh. I don't know. Uh, I have I have long said that there can be only one, mm-hmm. uh, and that if I do indeed come across a doppelganger of myself, I will have to, I mean, physically attack that man. Hugh, Jack- we'll Hugh Jackman style, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we're gonna we're gonna have to figure it out. That, that that's the that's how this whole thing boils down. Um, so when I was like seventeen or eighteen, I might have been sixteen. I was working at the co-op, uh, the Moose Jaw South Hill Co-op Gas Bar. Wow. Okay. And uh, this Brand. lady comes up to me and she's like, you must be related to, and then she said a name. I think it was John something, but I don't actually know. Mm. And at the time, I didn't really have my druthers because I was like, nope, I don't know who that is. And like, that was kind of the end of our interaction. And she was just blown away. And then a few months later, oh. a man came in a truck to get some gasoline and it was shockingly similar like like i was actually like i was uncomfortable 
He also might have been uncomfortable, but he also just looked like he didn't want to be there. But he was an adult <laughs> man. He was an adult man, and you were a sixteen-year-old. Just to, yes, he okay. was like he was like forty plus, and he did have like a very thin beard. Um, but we looked like like if if I had like if we got some DNA or something, like he must have been me from the future. Wow, Whoa. you know, like like that must have uh, my beard now much thicker than his actually. So he could have been like. So something must happen in the next five years that. <laughs> maybe he could have been like thirty-five and tired or something. Uh, <laughs> been but there. Um, it w- I was very unsettled by it actually. Like it. it did. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and I have a cousin, and he and I like l- look similar. Like we do have like similar vibes. Like he's like the like black-haired version of me, and he's mm. much much skinnier. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's the inverse skinny to my thickness, if you will. Uh, <laughs> it's, anyway. Very thick. Um, yes. Anyway, we look similar, but not in the way that I look similar to this dude. Mm. So, uh, the other situation is that there is another educator who apparently looks quite a bit like me. And we look similar but I even had a student tell me this this week in my new batch of students. It was like, do you know this guy? And we're, we're going to try and arrange a, a, a little meeting here. Careful. Oh, I, don't cool. know if, or, or, I don't know if you should like, be in the uh, same room. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he's in, he's in Toronto, I believe. Um, but uh, everyone's like, you guys look, look pretty similar. But then once you start talking and moving, it's like, oh, that's the same man. Whoa. Whoa. You know, like, like the more you... so. We're going to try and get to the bottom of this. If I can get you guys a picture, I will. Yeah, yes, please, please do. I'm desperate. Yeah. I'm desperate. Anyway. <laughs> so I have I have two concerns, ma- two major concerns in my life about this. Uh, both of these predate the show. Uh, number one, uh, that at some point I do time travel and this is the outcome of that. Okay. Um, because I always, I always promised that I would do something, but like I do get lazy. Wait, mm. so did, I, like, d- did that man promise you this or this is just... No, this is like, like I, I have a, pl- like you guys have the plan if you time travel, right? No, mm, no, absolutely. You don't. You you've never thought of, not even once, what some stuff you might want to consider doing if not a. Yeah, I but I wouldn't honest. call it a solid plan. No, I have, oh. I have this. I haven't even put together an emergency plan at, at all. <laughs> oh I, no, Ellen my suitcase I... is empty. I don't have a, a grab and go kit. <laughs> grab and go. Yeah. yeah El- Ellen and I have like a like a, a series of, of logic gates, if you will, in oh. that if one of us goes back in time, a phone call is to be placed, a certain thing is supposed to be said so we can get in touch with the other. Wow. Just to see if we both went back or like what, like did we both drive a car into a swamp and that's what did it or like what that whole situation looks like. No, we've got things, There's you guys need to work on that. Well, you be careful I'll because say. depending on how far back in time you go. Oh, 100%. You know, yeah. that phone call is moot. Yeah, well, and I, I think that's the issue for me is time travel media has made me so afraid to mess with the timeline that I think I would just mm-hmm. be a bit paralyzed about what to even do time travel wise. Oh, see, I I feel quite confident in that. It like uh, I can, I, yeah. If I go back and I have my current memories, then that confirms that there's multiple dimensions. Mm. So then I can do whatever I want. Oh, that's I- fine. Yeah. I thought it was very like you eat this apple and everyone has hot dog fingers when you come <laughs> back, or like I mean, it could, it certainly could be the butterfly yeah, effects. I, are I, far I also reaching. believe that yeah, if I get sent back, I'll have to live through my life again. Like I won't be able to jump. Can you oh. imagine? 
No. Yeah. That this is a be... whole other episode we need to Yeah, I'm like, Jeremy's we've, we've time done a time plan. travel episode, but this is a whole other bag. Yeah, we haven't talked about plans. The other thing that could happen with my doppelgangers, which I think is equally likely, mm-hmm. is that if I run into one, he'll just simply hold his hand up. And then at that point, I'll walk in and we'll meld into one person. Match it. Oh. Whoa. Yeah, we'll just, we'll just, like, that's what will, that's what will happen. Yeah, I, I don't, sure. I, I don't did know. not appreciate that sound. No. <laughs> did not like that. Sean and I are both in a slightly delicate condition today. Could you please take that into account, Jeremy? <laughs> so yeah, and I have person? been at Swamp Fest all weekend and breathing in so much, yeah. so much smoke. You can so tell by smoke. my... It seems so rough out there, you guys. It's bad. My, um, my voice is, uh, is really taking a hit. So, mm. um, for my part... Um, famously, my mother and I resemble each other quite closely. Oh, although, very much, yeah. Also can, famously, can confirm, can confirm. she is a, approximately 30 years older than me. Yeah. Um, and so one time I was out somewhere with my dad. This was several years ago, so I would have been like Uh-oh. in my early 20s or like early to mid 20s. Like I was not that old. And to be fair, it was nighttime. I forget where we were. And someone came up to us. And started talking to us as though I was my own mother. No. And like calling no. me Dawn. And I had to be like, okay, sorry. <laughs> Pump the brakes I, here. <laughs> I know you think Dawn got a facelift or like yeah. just looks really well rested. but And she, like she, she does. Great. She does look great. But, you know, not not that much of a time jump great. But so, <laughs> and so I was a bit offended. <laughs> People really do, like, the passage of time, you kind of see people as they used to be. Well, and that is true. I have a famous story that has haunted me forever where I was working at a coffee shop and a woman is like, oh, I'm meeting my friend. She has big curly red hair. Uh, I'll sit in the back. And then a woman came in with big curly white hair and was like, I'm meeting my friend. And I was like, your friend doesn't even know that you don't even have red hair anymore. You just see her <laughs> like that. Like that's what in your brain you yeah. think of her. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. And that really, that really tripped me up. Um. Uh, yeah. Yeah. When you, so maybe when it was an old friend that was kids. just like, wow, it's Dawn. It was. Like, yeah. Dawn. To be fair, this was someone who had known them for a long time. So actually, that does kind of make sense. 30 years um, ago. Okay. So mistaken identity, people being mistook is a very common trope in film as we know um Mm -hmm. why why do we think this is used so much why don't you ask mr william s shakespeare (laughs) okay billy s he is obsessed um (laughs) short answer is that it's a really great device to start heightening the comedy and just put in motion a bunch of ridiculous things and Mm -hmm plausibility just doesn't really have to enter into it it's just um you know you take the audience along for the ride and they're just like oh that person said a veiled comment that could have been taken this way and how lucky that happened it's kind of great i do love it yeah i i think we we all also have like this desire to like hot I'm going to use the word hide. I don't know if it's the word hide is the proper word. But, like, I think Sean would love to hear what people say about him when he's not there. Mm. Oh. Right? So, uh, so yeah, if Sean right. could be 
could become Rahul mm-hmm. and then interact with people and figure out what's going on. I do think that we all just kind of like like would like that. Like would would that would be a high pick on a superhero list of abilities mm. was to become Rahul and then talk to people about yourself. I yeah, I you guys could be like, Hey, have you met my swarthy Latino uh friend Rahul? And then <laughs> what do you think about Sean? And then I would just be like <laughs> liars it's solid it's solid um yeah i mean i think it can be like a really fun use of like dramatic irony where like we as the audience know something that the characters don't and there's a lot of opportunity Mm -hmm. for like especially comedy there of like you can kind of see what's coming sometimes where you're like oh i see how this person thinks this thing but we actually know that it's this way and that that's not the person and so there's just some like delight in seeing those mistakes happen um Mm -hmm. and then there is you go ahead no you go you go well okay well i was just gonna say like in movies we do get and i think we're gonna we'll tease this out we'll probably fight about it in a little bit (laughs) but there is in the case of mistaken identity, there's sort of two things that happen because number one in at least depicted in film, there's sort of like a mishap and then someone else thinks someone is somebody else and we roll with it. Like, you know, that's the, sometimes they're aware, sometimes they're not. But then, and I would argue that if somebody is trying to trick somebody else, that's also a case of mistaken identity Mm -hmm. just on the other side, right? Like you're presenting yourself as someone to deceive yeah. In the case of Face Off, for example. There are some sub-tropes to the mistaken identity, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, how many twins really exist in that world? <laughs> how are they always tricking us? Um, or, like, fake kidnapping or, like, the murder by, by mistake. I feel like these are all sort of under the umbrella of mistaken identity. I think so, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, because there's also the subcategory of, like, the person knows that they've been mistaken mm-hmm. and is like taking advantage of that or like trying to keep up the ruse in some way. And right. then there's like the mm-hmm. person is completely unaware of what's going on around them and they're just like, why is all this weird stuff happening? And trying to yes. navigate that. So yeah, definitely different subtropes. For sure. Which we all appreciate. Yeah, because oh, if it was absolutely. all if it was just the same thing over and over, that would be so boring. Um That's true. And then Sonia's what favorite guys... film, She's the Man, would not exist. I was just Ooh. thinking that. Um, so what do you guys think of this trope? Sean, you said you think it's fun. Jared, do you agree? Um, I think that there's times where it kind of doesn't make sense, maybe. Yeah. You know, like, like there's, I think maybe, I, I wasn't going to talk about it on the list uh, of, of things this week, but I will cite uh one of the best references, which is Happy Texas, I think, wherein two convicts escape and then kind of take over the lives of these pageant experts. Right. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, And then they sort of take over, and they're aware of what they're doing, right? They're pretending to be other people, but then this whole town mistakes them for these people who they're pretending to be, right? Because they have no frame of reference, and this whole fun thing happens. And, uh, like, I just think it's such a good example of how to do it but then i'm hit with the princess switch and like we were all I hit just, with the princess switch <laughs> right <Yeah. laughs> like like it's it's just like uh oh this is the this is the gag the whole time 
Like, this is all we've got, and we're going to play it up as much as we can. Oh, and we're getting and, a sequel. <laughs> three Dude, times. Yeah. We got no... no. Oh, God. Uh, we got no uh, happy, happier Texas and joyful Texas. Happiest, we didn't get any sequels there. Happiest Texas. Happiest Texas. Um, but I think best use not as the like the main device of the plot right like like mm. when you do it and you do it well other things are going on right yeah. we get more mechanism we get more stuff whereas if it's just about that right like the parent trap that's sort of the premise for a bit and then they hatch a plan and, then and they there's have more to, to it parents together yeah right i i will say i as i said i love these but i also get easily frustrated with films that when the audience knows a lot more than the characters and I'm just like, okay, we need to, I don't want to see this keep going on. <laughs> so mm, we need to or, open chat. For me, it's when a really simple bit of communication would clear things up and it's like very mm-hmm. flimsy that that communication isn't happening. You know, like yes. obviously mm-hmm. there's going to be some of that, but when it's just like holding on by a thread where it's like, okay, if you just said it a tiny bit different way, everything would be different. We would all know. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that I think there's some wearing, but Jer, I don't know if I 100% agree with you about it being the whole thing because think of like how many Hitchcock movies are right really centered. Like but North it, by Northwest is basically only the mistaken identity of it all. Right, but there's still like like there's a whole plot about him being a government agent who is a real like like there is a whole other thing going on, and like that is the circumstance by which he is. That's Cary Grant, right? Well, he's not a government agent. He just gets right. sucked into. But the everything. actor is Car- The actor is. Cary oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. actor anyway. looks like Cary yeah. Grant. <laughs> yeah, that's why I got confused. But, uh, yeah, but it is just this whole thing of like, like you know, he gets launched in and then has to deal with the circumstances of that mistaken identity. But there's still so many other things kind of at play, you know, that like take you down this wild rabbit hole. Whereas I like I did watch the Princess Switch this week. Oh, uh, you, I fast forwarded through so much of it, like, and like, it is just like here, like here's the bit, you know, like they try and do another thing, but ultimately it's kind of not. Yeah, you know, it doesn't rest on that. Anyway, it can be important. I see I'm what you're saying. saying if there's not, no but, other substance, that's the yes, issue. right? Mm. Yeah. So anyway, I feel like if it's a starting point, it usually does pretty well. And like you said, Sanj, I do agree that there does need to be like enough justification to get us there yeah right like it can't just be like it can be crazy i mean there's some movies where it's crazy and then it doesn't make sense but they just roll with it and that can be fun but yeah it's just it's just uh it's it's actually it's a lot like time travel Mm. wherein Mm. if you do it wrong it really sucks yeah or if you use it to just fix a problem you know like it's not great um but uh no i like a i like it when it's well done yeah, same. So he says he says about everything. <laughs> yeah. On on that note, um, what are some of the best uses of mistaken identity as a plot device? What are some of the the films that do this well? Um, I'm gonna bring up a little film from 1991 called Galaxy Quest. Yeah. A extremely underrated film. Maybe not anymore. Maybe it's sort of culty classic. But I think it's made it. Yeah. Um, and it is about like a the cast of an 80s sci-fi show, very like Star Trek coded. They had a successful series and then now it's 20 years later 
and they are all the cast their careers are pretty floppy and they're just doing um openings of malls and just things are pretty bleak career-wise and they're playing the same characters and then they get kidnapped by some aliens who have been watching their historical documents because they think that the show is a you know a recording of a documentary of what was happening and they are asking them to help them fight a space get in a space war of some sort honestly i forget that part but the <laughs> cast is crazy sigourney weaver um alan rickman tony shalhoub and sam rockwell and they're just so funny sigourney weaver is hilarious and her only job is that she repeats what the computer says <laughs> and she, but because she's a real busty blonde in the 80s and she still is a busty blonde but she's like i don't really have a job on this ship but i will do it <laughs> it's stupid but i'm gonna do it uh, <laughs> uh Any, oh yeah so uh, the mistaken is that i guess the identity is that they thought they were space warriors and they're actually not they're failed actors but <laughs> it's great yeah, it, it is. is amazing. Yes, and it's kind of a love letter to that kind of Star Trek show. There is very much a ripoff, like a direct reference of Star Trek. Uh, some people have said that it is better than the like new things of Star Trek that mm. are coming out. Like people would have liked to see that more. Kind of like the Orville. I don't know if you guys watch that. Um, and but, Alan Rickman uh, I... plays this. Uh... <laughs> classically trained actor who has played like Hamlet and Othello and then he plays this alien with prosthetic head and <laughs> he just delivers uh, his lines in the most deadpan like I hate my life way it's the best uh and I do think as well I was actually just going to mention the show so it's funny you also but uh they do do this really piece of amazing costuming where over the course of the film because like they go on an adventure his fake head starts letting his real hair through right yeah uh and it's magical it's absolutely magical (laughs) somebody somebody paid attention there and really did the the right thing jared what's one of your favorites uh so well we already kind of talked about it but north by northwest did the best no everyone everyone can just like everyone take a seat okay (laughs) there we go um, but I do want to bring up the big Lebowski, yeah. wherein mm-hmm. there are two Lebowskis, one of which is uh, here and to be refer- referred to as the dude, and the other one, Mr. Lebowski. Um, and it is this kind of comedy of errors where you just have all of these people vying for toes and whatnot and briefcases of money. Um, but uh, <laughs> they are just confused about which person they've kidnapped and sort of they kidnap this man's wife, but then have been going to the wrong man about the issue. Uh, and he just wants his rug back. <laughs> and that doesn't sound like a lot, but it is. Mm. It's That's so complicated, mean. actually. It's incredibly complicated. Um, but uh, we do get to see like the sort of chaos of it from the perspective of the dude. Yeah. Who is like trying... To to at times convince people that he's not the person that they're looking for but there's times where he's actually the person that people are looking for because they're trying to resolve it or do whatever sort of uh version of that they need to do anyway um the big lebowski is probably just one of the best movies ever 
And it is sort of framed around this case of mistaken identity again and again and again uh, in terms of these people just trying to figure out who to get their ransom money from uh, at any given time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a fun example of one where it's like it starts with that mistaken identity. And then through that, the protagonist becomes embroiled in the, the mess of it all even though he wasn't in the first place, but then he becomes integral to all of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so good. I rewatched it today while, like, kind of half-napping and kept waking up and being like... That's probably the best way to do it. Sort of. It, like, really suits the vibe, but then (laughs) you will lose track of the plot so fast, and I definitely had to open Mm -hmm. Wikipedia and be like, wait, who is that and what's happening now? I missed something. But the dude abides. He does, the dude does abide. I take comfort in that. Yeah, me too. Um, you guys are dudists? Yeah, honestly, I Always. kind of do aspire yeah. to be like him. <laughs> I think, uh, have I ever told you guys that I'm ordained by the Church of Dudleyism? No. Excuse me? Not a joke, for real. Brick. Actual, yeah. Is there a, is a, there a brick and mortar uh, Church of Dudleyism? I don't know. Maybe it's just maybe it's just a car somewhere. That would actually make a bit that more would. sense. Yeah, I've been ordained twice, and as far as I can tell, it's fully legal hmm. both times. Did you do it uh, online? And yes, uh, and from this whole thing, I can tell you that I believe that it's probably too easy in the U.S. to be ordained. Yeah. Yeah. There was a moment I was reached out to this summer to officiate a wedding dressed as Al Capone in Moose Jaw, and it didn't end up working out, but I was <laughs> a little, I had a few days where I really didn't know what I was going to do. You thought and, you might be on the road to ordain. I'm like, should this be official? Yeah. That's Am I really a funny. priest? <laughs> that would have been, but that would have been more like, because you have to have adjusted the piece. Right? Yeah, so I that think, been you I think they probably like... would have just got married in a different location. And then mm. I would have been like, yeah, like dearly beloved or whatever. I don't even oh, know what man. they would want me to do. That's so funny. That would have been great. Yeah. Should have done it. Well, I was, the spirit was willing. There we go. <laughs> The pockets um, were empty. The pockets were w- willing for sure. He already bought the suit. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite mistaken identity movies, which is also maybe like one of the weirder ones, is from 1995. And that is, of course, While You Were Sleeping, starring Sandra Bullock. Oh. Wait. A classic. I, for- I forgot. Of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, wherein she is a lonely like token taker uh, for the train system in I think they're in like Boston maybe or something like that. Damn. Um, that's a that's a data job. Somewhere on the east yeah. coast. And she's obsessed with this man who she sees taking the train all the time played by Peter Gallagher. Um Oh, who wouldn't be? Well, yeah, especially in the 90s. Um <clears throat> but she's like, you know, super shy and like can't bring herself to approach him. And then one day there's an incident where he falls into the path of an oncoming train and she pulls him out and saves him. Um but then at the hospital it turns out that he's in a coma and hit his head. Um and he has a fiance that his family hasn't met. He's like kind of has a weird relationship oh, with his family. And my so gosh. She makes this comment at the hospital and then the family comes and they all assume that she's his fiance. And so she kind of gets like embroiled into this like family drama of him being in the hospital. Um, And through that process, 
meets his brother, played by Bill Pullman. And of course, what happens? They fall in love. So then it's this whole thing where he thinks that he has a thing for his brother's fiance and she finds the family she never had. Yeah. But it's it's funnier than it sounds from that description. It sounds actually very dark and kind of like a like a psychological thriller in some way. Yeah. On paper, it definitely is. Yes. And like, yeah, it's that thing where it's like you edit it with some different music. It's a horror film. Um, but with that, it is time for us to take a quick break, check our IDs, and hear a word from our sponsors. We'll be right back with more Spoiler Alert here on 91.3 FM CJTR Regina Community Radio. Tuned into the community. Welcome back to Spoiler Alert. We are going to get back to talking about mistaken identity movies in just a minute. But first, we're going to play a little game lovingly called The Game. It's game time, people. For those who don't know, or if you're just tuning in, The Game is where I spend a little bit of time this week uh, selecting a film related to our topic. I ask these two what they think it's about. They tell me, I ask these two... Oh my god. What do you ask us? <laughs> what are you yeah. asking us? I tell them the name of the movie. They tell me what they think it's about. And I tell them what's really about. Guys, are you ready to play the game? I am. Yeah. The Wait, reason I stumbled. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, the reason I stumbled is because I picked this game and I thought it would fit really well. And now I think I might have used it as a game already. <gasps> and so oh, okay. I can't double I can't double game. Double indemnity. So, Come on. You can do it. <laughs> No, no, no. So I'm going to just go back to my alternate, which I had, uh, which is uh, a little hint here. It's a little bit more depressing, but I'm still oh. going to use it because that's fine. Uh, I might have talked about it on the show before, oh but my gosh. you guys won't remember. So Are cool. you going to say Boy in the Striped Pajamas? <laughs> oh my God, John. What? It is a mistake. Why would you think that? It's a mistaken identity and it's more depressing. I know, why would you think I picked that for the game? Because this is what I thought. Oh my God. Uh, I did not expect you I, to say that. If yeah, I guessed it before, t- before you even said title, it. This week's title is The Boy. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, this oh this week's title is The Assignment. Mm. Okay. That title again, The Assignment. Okay, The Assignment. Sean, do you have one or do you want me to go? Uh, You can go. Okay. I think The Assignment is about a teenage girl who has moved to a new town and is really bitter about it. She's mad at her parents for making her move and leave all her friends behind. She's having a hard time adjusting. Maybe she moved from somewhere like, I don't know, the the Pacific Northwest to California. And she's mad that it's like all sunny and different and like not what she was expecting. Um, mm-hmm. And one day in English class, they get an assignment um, to write like a, a personal essay about something that they think is important. And so, um, you know, she's like, she wants to be a writer. She works really hard on it. She hands it in. And then um, the next day at school, or like later that week, the teacher uh, is like, class, one of you didn't put your name on your assignment. And I want to know whose it is. And she reads the title. And the girl puts up her hand and she's like, oh, that's mine. And... Uh, the teacher proceeds to tell her that it's the single best piece of writing she's ever read from a student and that she's entered her in this 
essay contest and that she's like going to Washington DC because she's the winner of this essay contest. And then the prof- the teacher hands it back and the girl realizes it wasn't actually her assignment. It just had the same title. And so she still goes on the trip, but then a bunch of things happen and eventually she realizes the girl who actually wrote the assignment is coming after her and trying to get revenge for her stealing her spot at this essay writing contest. Whoa. Yeah. That's crazy. That's wild. Honestly, I probably made it a bit more complicated than it needed to be. Well, I, because I was thinking along the same vibes. Oh. But, but, you know, I'm going to say what I was thinking anyway, because I do, do think it. it's fun. But yeah, I think it. it's like a, uh, a boy, obviously, boy, teenage boy. He is a weirdo. He's kind of a loner. Um, and he, what happens? He has a friend or he has maybe a friend of me in class and they are given an assignment to for creative writing or whatever. And his mm-hmm. friend, his friend writes a really shocking, like, story that he, that the boy is, like, from his personal life of something crazy happened to him. And his friend reads it and he's like, wow, that's incredible. Um, and also dark. And, uh, and then the boy somehow, like, falls off. They were, like, kind of drunk and fooling around on a bridge or something. The boy dies. And so his friend steals his assignment and submits it as his own as a sort of, um, a memorial project that he wrote about his friend, but the friend wrote it, and then he's getting a ton of uh, acclaim from it, and is going. It's getting too big, and he's getting a little alarmed at how much he is receiving from this. And then obviously people start coming into, mm. you know, they find they're like, oh, he read me a passage from it like in our class earlier, and so. The Dear Evan Hansen of it all. Very Dear Evan Hansen, and people start coming from. Well, uh, okay, thank you. Thank you both uh, for those, I think, equally interesting. uh, Sean's was a little tighter, I think. Possible versions of what the assignment is. Um, Happy to say you're wrong in all ways, shapes, and forms. Probably in a massive massive way, in a really big way. Yeah, no. Uh, this was like a real trick because neither of you ever would have come up with this for this kind of this name of this movie. Uh, no, uh, the assignment is from 1997, uh, and it stars uh, Eden Quinn, Donald Sutherland, and Ben Kingsley. It is a spy action thriller mm. film, uh, and um, it's sort of about the story of Carlos the Jackal, who is uh, hmm. who was I should say is or was maybe I don't know. Uh, a real life uh, terrorist and wanted man for a bunch of bad stuff in South Al- or South America. Anyway, um, the movie's pretty good. Uh, I watched oh. it on TV a long time ago. Uh, I actually, it was like not well made, but I think I stayed up till two a.m. with commercials to watch it. Wow. Like I was like, oh, this is like intriguing. I think if I watched it now, it would break my heart. Anyway, uh, the assignment is about uh, the jackal, and he's sort of like running rampant and doing a bunch of stuff and then uh later on in the movie this sort of jumps back and forth if i recall correctly um ben kingsley captures the jackal and Mm. starts like beating him for information and it's revealed that the guy he's got is actually an american agent and um what's what's occurred is that um they uh have gotten this guy who looks very much like the jackal the jackal Um, got away once again Ooh. And um, they've trained him to act like the Jackal, uh, and he is able to do so with great success and, like, fool his family and wife. 
get information on other stuff as they try to apprehend him. Um, but at some point, uh, they kind of think he's either flipped or kind of lost his mind. And then they start like just actually hunting him. Uh, and it ends with a full on like three men like out by a river scene where one of them says a code phrase and one of them utters it back. And like that's what it boils down to. Whoa. Anyway, uh, it's pretty. It's pretty good. It's very long. You are telling me that the man fooled the other man's wife into believing he was the Jack. Yes. Yeah. How yeah. is and that like literally possible? Uh, uh, they used they used a lot of torture <laughs> to mm. get him to where he needed to be, uh, and uh, it kind of deals with like the like kind of fallout of like doing that to a human person, right? Like, because like he's willing, obviously, but they. You know, they do stuff to make him sort of like get in that mindset. Mm-hmm. Are we Kinda talking like, an like extreme acted me- uh, method acting situation? Are we talking extensive plastic surgeries or something too? No, they actually just already look enough alike that that's classic. Not a... <laughs> well, okay, well, that's handy then. Classic. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Anyway, um, I think you can check this out on Prime Video if you're interested in the assignment. If you don't like super long CIA movies, don't watch this. Yeah, mm. probably won't. <laughs> because yeah, because then it'll probably get. Yeah, you guys, thank you for playing the game. Thank, thank you, Jay. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, by the way, okay, hold on. The the other one, did did we play a game with uh, a little white lie? Did we do that? A little white lie. Yeah, that sounds we... well, kind see, of familiar. The thing is, Jared, you're mm. really expecting us to remember all like 200 plus games we've done. So it was. And Sonya Maybe has a Fantasia. A few weeks ago. <laughs> okay. It just came out. It just came out. Anyway. Okay. Well, I don't yep. think. Maybe. Hard to say. Ooh. Or do it I know? Just Maybe came it's out? a little white lie. Oh. <laughs> oh okay. Maybe, maybe there's two Sonyas. We go back and forth. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we, that, the ADHD would be a good cover for that, though, because you'd be like, That's oh, true. I forgot we had that conversation. Interesting. Um, Okay, so let's get back to talking about mistaken identity movies. Um, Do y'all have any other favorites you want to talk about before we get into what we watched this week? Or should we just get right to it? I have a favorite, and it is also one that I watched this week. Let's dive in. It is from 1988. It's called Big Business. And (gasps) it is the the most insane premise. Yeah. so picture it. A rich couple in the 40s are driving through the countryside. Um, a man, a rich man and his uh, quirky redhead wife, who I thought was Bernadette Peters forever. But on rewatch <laughs> this week, I found it was a different woman. And I, I just tricked myself. Different quirky redhead. But anyway, she is massively pregnant. And she's like, oh, my God, I'm having a baby. So they drive to this hospital. And the doctor's like, oh, you can't use this hospital unless you work at the factory so he just walks over to the factory and buys it so that they can give birth in the fa- in the f- hospital at the same mm-hmm. time a country bumpkin couple they're oh, having a baby they're having a baby too and they show up at the same time and oh they both have twin girls and the dotty nurse that is running around puts one baby they she puts one of each pair in each cradle and then they overhear each other talking about names and they name them both the same names as well. <laughs> then we cut forward. Lily Tomlin and Bette Midler are each sisters, one in a country town um, that still live in Jupiter's Hollow, that little town, and then one that live in New York and they run a successful business. But the Lily Tomlin is very spacey and like out of, out of 
sorts in the big business world. And the Bette Midler character in the country is also out of sorts. She feels like she wants something bigger. And they all go to New York and have extremely huge hijinks where they all get mistaken for each other a thousand times in the same place. And it's insane, but it is really fun. And that is my that is my submission. It is a very extremely formative film for myself. And did it hold up upon rewatch? Yes, it did. And it is so full of little like uh little things that people say that it's just like um you know Bette Midler sees the other one's wild son Seth Green in a store and she's like are you responsible for this and the dad is like what do you expect his mother spoils her rotten and she's like well she's a damn fool and then <laughs> the and then the dad is like wow she's growing and it's just like it could have been cleared up in a second but it did yeah and i love all that oh that's fun yeah i i wanted uh, to watch it i just didn't get a chance this week there was a text exchange where Sean said it it really meant a lot to him, and I looked up the cover, and I was like, "Yes, it did. I can tell that <laughs> from, just 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 from that alone." You see, you um, see those four gals going into the elevator, I, and you know. I still, uh, I did watch my fair share of it. Uh, hijinks do ensue, and it's very fun, especially once we get to the hotel, of course. Oh. Um, I will say, I did feel that it, I was hurt a little bit by the camera trickery. Like if they could have waited like five more years, there, mm. yeah, we could have done some. That ba- done some stuff. The bathroom scene was pretty. That there was some tough yes. stuff. There. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but but that said, uh, I do think that man, like I don't know how both of those actresses are not a bigger deal. Mm. <laughs> I like I Lily Tomlin like really slayed. Like you can just take a look at like, and she appears on screen. You know exactly which twin it is, mm-hmm. and like That's she said, I, interesting. And she, I, I read an interview where she like span around in a circle a bunch of times before she played this one because she's kind of a spacey like, oh, <laughs> like that kind of <laughs> lady. And That's really funny. And it, I just was really, I love thinking about actors making choices like that. Method actors, man. That's the way. Yeah, yeah. Jer, what's what's one of your favorites or something you watched this week? Uh, I did both. Do you guys know what a Filofax is? Yeah. Um, it sounds delicious. Isn't it just like a folder? It's kind of like it's like a, a trapper keeper, an organizer, or something. Um, but did you know that an identity could be put into a Filofax? What? Now, know Jeremy, that? you have to explain yeah. yourself. Uh, so, uh, what I will die on a hill saying uh, the best James Belushi movie is. <laughs> uh, which actually is not that hard, not that hard to, to do, uh, is Taking Care of Business from 1990. Uh, it stars him and uh, Charles Grodin. So the premise of this movie is nuts. And it's just a roller coaster. Though. Like it just keeps, it's just scene after scene after scene. There's no acts. There's no structure. It's still very fun. So um, uh, <laughs> uh, James Belushi plays a Chicago Cubs fan who wants to see the Cubs win the World Series and he wins tickets, but he is in prison for two more days. Okay. So he tries to convince the warden to uh, let him go to the game and then he says he'll come back and serve the rest of his time because it's just a couple days. 
The warden's kind of a jerk and will not let him do that. So he stages a riot in the prison to pretend that he is like captured by all these other prisoners so he can sneak out. Now, as he sneaks out, he finds Charles Grodin's Philofax, which has like a super detailed account of his existence in it. And he is actually on the way to his boss's, uh, like, it's not like a beach house, but like, it's in the city, but like a beach house, mm-hmm. uh, for a weekend, because he's having marriage troubles and all these sorts of things. So James Belushi takes his life and starts doing all the things in his Philofax to get him to this World Series game while he's being pursued by uh, um, all of these police. So it's this great thing where uh, James Belushi is sort of like now living high off Charles Grodin's situation. Charles Grodin is like going through all these problems and his car breaks down and like it just gets worse and worse and worse for him. Uh, you guys wouldn't believe this. Hodgins and Sue, <gasps> they become best friends. Nice. Uh, I, I won't... Uh, get into the nitty-gritty of it but they both get to see the uh the world series game and uh everything turns out okay in the end okay and uh it actually is just like super funny and super crazy it's kind of one of those situations where they're like oh we will write this movie is written by uh jill mazer sky and uh a young man named jj abrams um Anyway, it's very clear that they probably wrote the script and then filled it with people they could get. Mm. And I think it works really well in that way. Um, but it's just kind of a fun 90s movie. And I can't believe it stars James Belushi. <laughs> I think it's so funny that you call him James Belushi. I also was that's, like his Christian name. Uh, that's what it is. Like, that's that's what he was before he went to TV. And like all of the stuff says ah. James on the thing. So I'm just trying to not say Jim because I will mix him up with mm, his brother. Yeah. Like I will do That's it. That's real. So I was just very, very much putting energy into not. Well, sorry, I derailed be- that for you, Jer. Those Belushi's no, are cool. all the same. It's good to see how the sausage gets made sometimes. So. Yeah, you're yeah. not wrong. Jeremy's brain sausage. What about what <laughs> do you got, Sanj? Um, I had another good week of like taking something off my list that I've been meaning to see for a long oh. time. Oh. And that is 1985's. Desperately Seeking Susan, starring oh. one Madonna. Have y'all Madonna. seen this? Actually, no. Okay, interesting. I feel like this is like probably the movie she's like best known for, other than League of Their Own. Maybe actually, and Evita. Yes, of course. Actually, I'm like actually, I don't know how many more she's even in beyond that. But no, um, it is very few. But she definitely also, is. She's most- also. Critically acclaimed she, for Desperately Seeking, seeking Susan, uh, I think. She she has directed quite a few good ones. Mm. <laughs> so, <laughs> directed? Yes, yeah. Is this a joke? I would, I would say, no, very skilled. Incredibly skilled. She's done some stuff with Willem Dafoe. It's amazing. Okay, wow. Mm. Okay, well, we need to unpack that more. Because <laughs> I did not know Unless that. I'm thinking of the wrong person, yeah. Madonna? We're talking about Madonna. <laughs> Unless you're thinking of the I'm wrong person. person. I'll, go- like- I'll Google it while you talk. Okay. <laughs> So, Are you thinking of a blonde pop star from the 80s? Yeah, with one name. With Cones. Um, <laughs> so Susan, Madonna plays Susan, this like free-spirited New York woman who um, I guess sometimes makes a living spending time with 
mobsters. I'll say okay. I'll, I'll say it that way. Um, bit of a mole. Bit of a mole, but she, but no, not in a like narc way. Just she keeps him company. Um, she. Oh, you said mall, didn't you? I did. Yeah, but then I was like, I pronounce, <laughs> my brain, I pronounce that my word. brain processed that so slowly and was like, oh no, that actually did make a lot of sense. What John said. Um. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so her boyfriend Jim writes these communicates with her through these like personal ads in the paper that say so like there's one at the beginning that says like desperately seeking susan because she just like peaced out on him last time they were together and went off with one of these mobsters um so rosanna arquette plays roberta this bored new jersey housewife who's married to this like insufferable bathtub salesman gary and her life is just like empty and so she becomes obsessed with these personal ads and with susan so she sees the one about desperately seeking susan and it says like meet up with me in battery park and so she naturally like a normal person goes so that she can witness their reuniting and see susan or like a salton battery park (laughs) well yeah stocking park more like um so she sees them, like, have this conversation. Jim has to leave. He's in a band. He's, like, going out on the show. Um, and then uh, Roberta follows Susan to see where she's going. And um, Susan sees these really incredible, like, uh, bedazzled boots in the window of the shop. <laughs> and she goes in and convinces the shop owner to trade this, like, really cool jacket that she has for the boots. And then she leaves and Roberta goes in. And, of course, she's obsessed with Susan, so she buys the jacket. But little did Susan know that in the pocket of the jacket was her key, a key for a Port Authority bus locker where all of her stuff was and a note that her boyfriend left her. Anyway, there's, like, more complicated plot stuff. But Mm -hmm. long story short, the mobster who Susan has most recently been spending time with was pushed out a window so she's worried that she's in trouble and basically the mob is now like after her um so of course mistaken identity movie rosanna gets in the mix yeah one of these mobsters sees uh rosanna arquette wearing susan's jacket thinks it's her he starts chasing her she's trying to get away she hits her head (gasps) and gets amnesia Oh, and then, no. <laughs> yeah, and then Susan's boyfriend's friend, um, Susan's boyfriend had like called his friend Des to be like, can you can you help Susan out? Because I'm worried that she's in in the mix with this like mobster thing. He shows up right at the last minute and like saves her from this mobster guy and then thinks that Roberta is Susan anyway. And then a whole bunch of other hijinks ensue. Um it's really fun and really good. I feel like my plot summary did not do it justice. Um, but It is one really of the ones on my it, list, too. Yeah. What I really liked about it is that the movie doesn't, like, over-explain a lot of the stuff to you in the beginning. It just shows you stuff and kind of lets you figure it out. Um, which, like, for me, like, I feel like really, like, drew me in quickly and I felt very invested and I don't know just like the the music and the pacing and like 
just the way it was constructed, I I really enjoyed. And there are some really fun performances. Um, Lori Metcalf plays Roberta's husband's sister, Leslie, who's just like always at their house and like in their business. And she just plays this really kind of like funny, broad character that I feel like I haven't seen Laurie Metcalf play in a long time. Um, yeah. And it's just, it's just like, I don't know, really fun. And like, the, it's one of those ones where I don't know that they 100% stuck the landing on the ending. Cause it's like, I think it would have been hard to do, but overall, hard enjoy. Hard enjoy. Hard enjoy mm. would recommend. Nice. Uh, I think based on your discussion, I might watch. Yeah, yeah. I'm also I'd be curious to see it what you guys thought. Good. It is good. Um, yeah, it's funny. Um, okay, in our last few minutes here, um, what you been watching, pals? Oh dear, what have I been watching? Or, or alternatively, uh, you could give me another favorite mistaken identity movie. Those are your choices. Uh, I'm good. I'm good to do watching. Um, uh, we haven't done watching in a while. Uh, I have been watching uh, Foundation. Mm, what that? Uh, and it's pretty good. So it's based off of uh, Foundation, the novel by I, uh, Isaac Asimov. Did mm. I screw that up? I think is it about robots? Uh, no. Robots. <laughs> yes. Okay. Good. Whew. I was panicking there that I did the wrong. There are some robots. Uh, no, but uh, it's of course the the story of uh, psychohistory and um, uh, people plotting to sort of take over uh, the universe or control the universe, mm. help the universe oh. uh, over a huge amount of time. Through some math, a guy worked out once. Uh, it's very much like 1950s sci-fi vibes, um, but it's on Apple TV, and they are making it into a show. Uh, they're doing pretty good. The show is pretty good, and uh, they're kind of like weaving some stuff in and like changing a few things. Uh, of note, uh, there is so there's like the ruler of the universe they call Empire. Uh, and it's very confusing because he's actually a clone of one dude, but there's always three clones alive at one time. So there's an old man, a uh, middle-aged man, and a boy. Yeah. Confused. Don't worry. Hold on. I'll get there. Uh, anyway, uh, Lee Pace plays every middle oh, version of this man. Well, now I'm interested. And he, uh, well, first of all, he's naked half the time, so I'll throw that out there. However, he, he is knocking it out of the park. Can like he is so intense. It is mind blowing, and uh, I, it's interesting because like all the characters don't usually get to interact with each other because they're like all off doing their own thing. But um, I wonder if they did that by design because Lee Pace just like overacts so much. <laughs> uh, it's crazy. He does a super good job. They all do a good job. Um, but uh, if you can get eyes on it, I would suggest. Wow. Okay. Well, I mean that you you had me at Lee Pace to be honest. There we go. Um, and I will. Outpace, I wanna, don't outpace yourself. I want to clear uh, up that I admonished you earlier because I thought you were talking about a Star Wars like series. Because you were like the uh, Force and the clones, and there's yeah, there's no, that more is, of the clones. Is, and I was like, you're no, trying to trick nerdy. me. But then I was like, no, this you is, actually aren't trying to trick me. Sean, this is nerdier than Star Wars. Okay, this is, this is a a level deeper in. Okay, deeper under the crust. Yeah. And allow, allow Lee to take you in. 
Oh, oh I will. Please. Oh, and Alexander, <laughs> I will. And with that, that is actually all the time we have for this week. <laughs> We're going out on the thirsty note. All the thanks, all the thanks to Saskatoon's The Garys for the use of our theme song, Manatuna, to my co-hosts, Sean and Jeremy, everyone at CJTR, and to you, our sweet listeners, for lending us your ears. The show is broadcast live Wednesdays at 6 p.m., rebroadcast Fridays at 3, and we're available as a podcast on CJTR's website and anywhere else you get your podcasts. My Electric is coming up next. Have a great week! Bye! Bye. See ya.